Hey, what's up everyone? Welcome back to Babylon Talmud, okay? Today we're studying Daf Samach Tes, Daf 69 of Mesechta Yoma. Um, Daf 69 is amazing. Um, lots of super, super, super interesting stuff. I mean, kind of famous stuff. I, some really, really gewaltige stuff over here in Daf Samach Tes. So, uh, let's let's just jump in the mice. Um yeah, the, well the first part of the daf actually continues what we started with yesterday. It was about um, being able to get Hanoah from the big day kahuna. But then we get into some like super interesting uh gemaras and then actually at the end some halacha about being able to skip from one part of the Torah to the next, which actually who could tell me where is like one example of where we skip? Maybe it's the only example of Mice where we skip from like one section of the Torah to the next, on the fast days, uh, so um, that that you skip in the middle from one column. I think I think it's like a few columns actually. Um, okay, we are on Daf uh, second line of the page. So we said that um, when Kohanim go to sleep, they could take their big day kihuna and they can fold them up and put them beneath their heads. So going back to the Shaila that we asked yesterday, so this would seem to imply that you're allowed to get benefit from the big day kihuna, that you're using it so, you know, as a pillow, so to speak. It says with Papa. So don't say under your head, say next to your head. Um, and that way you're not actually getting benefit from them. Okay. Rav Mishash says, well, if you can put, you know, you're not allowed to sleep in your um, big day kahuna, but you can put them next to your head. So then let's also say that tefillin, which you're not allowed to sleep in for the same reason that you might pass gas in them. So then you could, but you could put them next to your head. Alright. And it talking makes sense to say the that when we say that um, they would fold up their clothing and put it uh the big dekuna, they would put it under their heads. That Lamaisa means they would put it next to their heads. Why does this make sense? Well, because the because if we would say that it literally means that they would fold up their big dekuna and put it under their heads, what about Kilaim? Because after all, there is the um, Avne. There is the um, the Gartel, the belt. That the belt, we want to assume at least for now, that the belt is made out of wool. Right? We had the whole Shaila earlier in, in Mesech to Yoma about You remember that, Machlokas? About the Kohen Gadol on, on, on Yom Kippur. So he wears, everything that he's wearing is linen. I think I was saying cotton at the time. Linen, Lemaise. So the Shiloh was the Kohen Hedyot, the rest of the day, every day of the year. Is his gartel made out of linen, like the Kohen Gadol's on Yom Kippur? Or is it made out of um, different kinds of wool? So now, so in order for us to say that it would be Kilayim, wool and linen together, so then we would have to assume like the Manda Amru says that the gartel of the coin hedyot is made out of wool. And therefore we're saying 
that so you know granted you know so if we're going to say that you could take the clothing of the Kohen Hedro, right? That the big day kuna, you can fold up and put it under your head. So under your head. So then, even if we're not concerned about getting benefit from the big day kuna, but what about kilaim? What about the fact that you have linen and the wool gartel, and you're going to be putting your head on that? So therefore, even if we would say that it's okay to get benefit from the big day kuna, but amasani mikilaim. We would still have to be concerned about kilayim, shatnas, and therefore, from the fact that we're not, we don't seem to be concerned about shatnas. So then, it would make sense to say that the big day kuna are not actually under the fellow's head, but rather next to his head. So now, so now, going back to if we theoretically would say that we're putting the big day kuna under the head of the Kohen, and we are not concerned about Kilaim, well, that could make sense, according to the Manda Amru, who says that the um, Gartel, that the Kohen Gadol wore on Yom Kippur, is the same as the Gartel that the Kohen Hedget wears the entire day of the year, i.e. linen. Well, in that case, there's no Kilaim to worry about, because everything is just linen. And that is why we're not concerned about Kilaim, even if the Clothing would be under the head of the coin hedget. But if you say that the uh, gartel that the coin gadol wears on Yom Kippur, which is made out of linen, is different than the gartel that a coin hedget wears, because the coin hedget's gartel is made out of wool, i.e., shatnes, Michael and Well, then we would have to then theoretically be concerned about. Shatnis, if the uh, garments of the Kohen would, were to be under his head, because they would be wool and linen together, and he would be getting benefit from them. And if you're going to suggest, well, maybe when it comes to Shatnis, the issue is wearing it, but just kind of lying it, you know, lying it out and putting your head on it, maybe not be, maybe that might not be an issue, but that's untrue. Ve'atanya, we learn in a brayso lo yaila alecha, right? It says a big dekilayim shatnis lo yaila alecha. Don't put any shatnis on your body. Avalatamutu latziotachtecha. But you can, you are allowed, says the Tanakama, to or really the brayso to spread it out underneath you. Aval amuchacham masulasus kenchem techarichni maachas absar. But the chacham say don't do it. Maybe a thread will get wrapped around your 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 body and then you'll end up wearing it. So therefore, we see that we do not wear. We do not even spread out shatnes underneath us. Um, and therefore, if we were to say that the gartel of a coin hedget is made out of wool, then we would have to be concerned about putting it under your head because it would be shatnes. And if you're going to say, well, but maybe you'll put something between your head and the garment so that it will be like a, a separation and maybe then it won't be an issue of shotness if it's there's a separation Ooh, you hear that Khabra? that's quite the you know chain of people the name of Rebbe, the name of the holy fellows of Jerusalem very nice even if you have 10 mattresses 
one on top of the other, kilaim tachtein, and, and beneath all ten of them is a shtikel kilaim, shtikel shatnas. Also, lishon aleh, you're not allowed to sleep on any of those mattresses. So we see that there's no such thing as some kind of a, a division, a separation when it comes to shatnas, and therefore. In, if we're going to argue that the gartel of a coin hedget is made out of wool, then there doesn't seem to be any way that you would be able to put your head on top of these garments. So rather, it must be, from the fact that these, you know, the, this shaila is not coming up at all, so it must mean that we are putting the garments next to the head of the coin hedget, and therefore there's no questions about shotness or anything like that. Says Avashi, no, the truth is that we're talking about that uh, you're allowed to put the clothing of the coin agent underneath your head. But don't we have to be concerned about getting benefit from Shadnez? Big day kahuna cautioning. Well, big day kahuna, they're hard. Like Rabhuna Yeshua says, this very strong felt that they had in Irish. Sharia is, is okay. It's not an issue of shatnas because it's very hard and it doesn't warm you up at all. And as Rashi points out, that Allah dum you de levisha de isbe anoschimum de itzer. Right? That uh, specifically you need to wear it in a way that's going to keep you warm, that you get benefit from. That is what is uh, forbidden when it comes to shatnas. But just to take some hard clothing and put them under your head, that's not going to be an issue of shatnas. Very interesting. Toshma, come in here, friends. Big day kuna ayotse. Boy in the Medina, Osir, where am I? Who be mikdash? Beimishas avodah ben shlobishas avodah mutam pnei shabik dekuna denulanos men shmamina. Oh my goodness gracious! Let's read that again. Toshma, come to big dekuna. When it comes to the garments of a kohen, hayotze boy in the Medina Osir. So you're not allowed to wear them outside of the the base of mikdash. Uva mikdash and in the base of mikdash, beimishas avodah ben shlobishas avodah. Mutter. Whether you are in the context of doing the avoda, whether you're Kohen in the context of doing avoda, whether you are not uh, in the context of doing avoda, if you're in the base of Mitash, it's okay. Because you are allowed to get benefit from the Big Day Kahuna, Shmamina, there you have it. That you're allowed to get benefit from the Big Day Kahuna. Very, 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 very interesting stuff. Chevra. If you thought that was interesting, wait until you hear this. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited to share it with you. Are you guys excited to hear? I'm glad. Where are we? Uva Medina, lo. Is it really true that you're not allowed to wear the Big Day Kahuna outside of the Beis HaMikdash? You ready for this? Ve'a Tanya. But we learn in a b'raisa. Be'asem v'chamisha b'teves. Right? It sounds like a Megillah's Tainus kind of thing. Right, who knows what the Megillah's Tainus is? We're going to get to Masechta Tainus soon enough. Gevaldige Masechta. So the Megillah's um, uh, Tainus was basically a list of all the different days that are that are Yom Tiv days. That, like we don't, that you, that you don't fast on them, you don't say Tachon and things like that. So we have a verse that says that on the 25th day of Tevis, Yom Har Grizim It was a, a special day that's called Yom Har Grizim. We don't eulogize on Yom Har Grizim. How come? What happened on that day? That the Kusis, they requested from Alexander the Great, 
that he should destroy the holy temple in Jerusalem. And he says, Let's do it. Let's destroy the holy temple in Jerusalem. So they said to Shimon Atzadik, who of course was the Kohen Gadol, they said, hey, this is about to go down. Ma'asa, what do you do? Whereas my nephew would say, guess what? Lavash big day kahuna. So he put on his big day kahuna. Vinis atev be big day kahuna. And he wrapped himself in big day kahuna. Umiyakir Yisrael imo. And he went out, he set out with the notables of Israel. Vavukul shal orbi adayen. And they had torches. And the entire night. That uh, Shimon HaTzadik with his people were walking from one side. And Alexander the Great with his people was walking from the other side. Until the, mon- the morning came. Once the dawn came. So Alexander the Great said to his people. Who are these people coming towards us? Amlo Yehudim Shemardubach. They said, "Oh, them. That's the rebellious Jews that we're going to destroy." Kimchagela Antipatris. Once they got to Antipatris, Zorchachama, the sun shone. Ufagu and they encountered one another. The Shemenatzadik camp and the Alexander the Great camp. Kevin Shirol and when Alexander the Great saw Shemenatzadik, Yard Mimekavto. He got off of his horse, Vishtach Vilafanov, and he bowed down to Shimon Hatzadik. And his people said, What? Alexander the Great, a great king like you, you're gonna bow down to this little Yiddle. He said to them, this person that I'm bowing down to, Shimon Atzadik, his image is always in front of me whenever I win on the battlefield. Somehow, every time Alexander the Great would go out to battle, he would see the image of some holy man. And he didn't know who this holy man was, but he would always see the image, some image of this holy man, and he would be victorious in battle. And now he sees Shimon Atzadik, and he says, Holy smoke, it's him. Omerloim. Loma Bosan, Sun Alexander the Great said to them, How come you guys are here? Omru, to which Shimon Atzadik said, Is it possible that the house, that the Beis Amikdash, where we pray, where clearly, from the fact that you see my image every time you go out to battle, right, the, 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 the temple where we pray for you, and for your kingship, that it shouldn't be destroyed. You're going to allow these idol worshippers to lead you astray and destroy this temple. Alexander the Great said to them, Who are you talking about? So they said to Alexander the Great, It's these Kusim that are standing before you. So Alexander the Great said to the Yidden, Do with them whatever you want. Miyat, immediately, Nakvum Bikvoseim, so they pierced the heels of the Kusim, Vitlaum Bezinve Suseim, and then tied their heels to the tails of uh, their horses. 
and they were schlepping these kusiyim um, on the on the ground on the thorns and all sorts of uh, things until they reached Hagrizim, which is where the kusiyim hanged out. It, it sounds like a very very unpleasant experience for you know anybody who would be on sort of the um, um, dragging end of things. Uh, yeah, it must be very, very uncomfortable. So once they arrived at Hargrizim, uh, so then they plowed and seeded the uh, mountain with vetch, just like they wanted to basically destroy our temple so that they could plant vetch on Harabayas. So we, we, uh, we kind of outsmarted them and planted vetch on their mountain. And then that day they made into Yomtiv. And that is the Yomtiv of uh, the 25th of Tevis. Now, of course, the Shaila is, and how it ties into our Gemara, is that it says that Shimon HaTzadik went out towards Alexander the Great wearing his Big Day Kahuna. So on the one hand, we just said that you're only allowed to wear the Big Day Kahuna uh, in the temple, yet we see that Shimon HaTzadik wore his Big Day Kahuna to go out towards um Alexander the Great. So Ibai Kuna. So one way to answer is to say they weren't actually the Big Day Kuna, they were just things that were fit to be Big Day Kuna. They were clothing that was fit to be Big Day Kuna. There's also another option which is to say that the Pasuk says, where's this Pasuk? Mishle. Tilim. That there's a time to do for the Abishtur because they are destroying your Torah and says Rashi, You hear that? That when there is a time to do something for God, so it's permitted to um, be made for the Torah. To what's Mayfair? To uh, I don't know, undo the Torah. Wow. Wow. What a story, huh? What a story. And therefore, Akilu, because of Islasus Lashem Torah he was allowed to wear the uh, big day kahuna outside of uh, of the temple. What a story. What a story, what a story. Let's go weiter. Chazanakness is not to Torah. So we say that the um, the Shamis in the synagogue there in the in the Temple Mount on the Harabai, so he would take the Torah and he would give it to the um uh Gabai, he would give it to the Skan, he would give it to the uh Gadol. So So we see that you're allowed to give um honor to the student in the place of the teacher, right? We gave the COVID of taking the Torah out of the Ark to the Shamas and then to the uh, uh, Gabai and then to the uh, Sgan all in front of the Kohen Gadol. So we see that you're allowed to give honor to the student in front of the teacher. All of it really was out of the honor of the Kohen Gadol to show that, you know, he's kind of the manager in, in charge of, you know, you know, he's up in the hierarchy over there in the base Amikdash. That first there's the Shamus and then the Gabai and then the Skan and then the Kohen Gadol. It shows kind of hierarchy by having everybody pass the Torah from one to the other. So it's actually, actually all, when all is said and done, it's actually all in the service and the honor of the Kohen Gadol. So it's Lav Davka proof that um, you can honor a student in front of the teacher. The Kohen Gadol Omed Michlashu Yoshev. So then it says, and the Kohen Gadol stands and he, and, he, and he reads from the Sefer Torah. Well, does that imply that he was sitting? Go on and but one second. Of course, we know in Yeshiva Bazar, we know that only the 
kings of the house of David were able to sit in the Azar. Shinemaz the Apostle says, Vayavo Amelech David, Hashem. They came, King David, and he sat before God. So only the kings of the house of David, of the Davidic dynasty, can sit in the temple. So how are we saying that the Kohen Godos was sitting? Because Okay, it's like Rav Chizda said, that we're talking about the Ezra's Noshim, not in the Hazar or anything like that. What in the heck was that? That was so random. Akoponim, let's go weiter. Oh, that was my app uh, telling me that somebody just joined the groove. Ah, alright. Well, I guess I won't be joining them now because I'm recording Babylon Tama, but... If ever anybody wants to groove, um, just, uh, I guess, let me know. We'll get you in groove, you know. Let's go weiter. Um, Uncle Ponim, where are we? Um, right. Fine, so we're talking about the uh, Ezra Snoshim. We're talking about, uh, right, so the Ezra Snoshim, not La uh, Davka the Azar. He wasn't sitting in the Azar. Okay. Kedomer of Chiz the Bezos Nashim Hochanami Bezos Nashim. Okay, so here also we're talking about Bezos Nashim. Veichi Veicha Itma Dov Chiz. Where did Rav Chiz say that they're talking about the Bezos Nashim? What was the context? Aha, the Tanya on the following verse. Heichon Korinbo Bazar. Okay, where were they reading in the Azar? Now apparently it's unclear. Are we talking about the Kohen Gadol on Yom Kippur reading in the Azar? Are we talking about maybe the uh, uh, Melech, the, the king during Hakel when he would read from the Sefer Torah that that was in the Azar? Uh, it's not necessarily clear. Eliezer ben Yaakov omer b'har abayis. Eliezer ben Yaakov says it was talk on har abayis. Shnei mavayikur bo lifnei har chov asher lifnei sharamayim. It says by Ezra that he read, read from the Sefer Torah um, on the on the street that was before the sharamayim. Vamavchizda bezos nashim. Says vavchizda was an ezos nashim, which is interesting because I didn't we say that the, uh, that the that the sharamayim was in the south, in which case, um, how could it be the ezos nashim which was in the East. So, by the way, so there you see that Rav Chizda says we're talking about the Ezus Nashim, and we say just like Rav Chizda is talking about the Ezus Nashim, so also by, uh, what are we talking about? The Kohen Gadol reading on Yom Kippur, it was in the Ezus Nashim. And that's why he was allowed to sit. So it says that Ezra blessed um, the great big God. My God, what does it mean big? Amr of Yosef, Amr of Shagidlo, Bishem, Amaforish. That he made God great with the Shem Amaforish, with God's name. Rav Gidl, Amr, Baruch Hashem, Eloke, Yisom, and Olam, Vada, Olam. Says Rav Gidl, what does it mean, God? It means blessed is the, um, is God, the God of Israel from one world to the next, forever. Says know that means Maybe it means that the Shema Mefarish, the probably the four-letter name of God. So Rivdimi says we don't say the Shema Mefarish and the Gvulim, and says Rashi Any part that's outside of the Azara is called Gvulin, and we don't we don't say the Shema Mefarish outside of the Azara. Very interesting. Vilo, is that really true? Vilaksiv, but it's written Vayamud Ezra Asofer al Migdal Eitz Asher Asul Ledover that Ezra Asofer stood up on this uh, platform of wood. Vaomer of Gidel and says of Gidel Shigidel B'Shem Amaforish that he said the name of God. 
and it was outside of the Azar Harasha Haisa. That was a specifically uh, an exception for the to the rule for that specific time. All right. And they and they uh, so listen to this. This is very interesting Gemara. Um, yeah, I think it's pretty famous as well. It comes up in Masechta Sanhedrin also. I don't remember if it's in the same context, but it's super, super interesting. Pretty well known. Let's go weiter. So that they cried out to God, with a great voice. My Amr, what were they saying? Amr Rav, Bitem Rav Yochanan. Baya, Baya. They said, Oy, Givalt. Hainu, Hai, Da, Achreve, Limak, Disha, Vekale, Leichale, Vikadlunu, Lechulu, Tzadike, Veaglinu, Leisho, Mer, Ahon, Vadain, Raket, Benon. You hear that? They said, Oy, Givalt. Hainu, Hai. I'm going to read that again. This is the thing, i.e., the Taiva for Avodazar. The Yetzirah for Avodazar destroyed the Beis Hamikdash, and destroyed the Heichol, and killed all the righteous people, the Tzadikim, and um, um, exiled the Yidin from their land. And the Yetzirah for Avodazar is still dancing among us. Now we recognize that this Yetzirah for Avodah was really only put in place so that we could overcome the Avodah and be able to get reward for overcoming it. But nonetheless, we don't want the Yetzirah for Avodah and we don't want the Schar for overcoming the Yetzirah for Avodah Just rid us of it. Nafalu Piska Merikia a letter, a note came out from, from heaven, that was written on it, emes, truth, i.e., that the Ebeshter is maskim. Omer of Chanina Shmamina, Chosomashal Kadosh Baruchu emes. Says of Chanina, we saw this in Mesech Shabbos, that we see from there that the seal of the Ebeshter is emes, is truth. Osivu Betainisa Tlasoyomin, so they then proceeded to fast for three days, and three nights, and then the Yetzirah of Avodah was given over to the to the Yidden. A fiery lion then exited from the Kodesh Hakodashim. Amlu Navi Yisrael that um, the the uh, Navi Zechariah said to the Yidden, "Hanu This is the Yetzirah of Avodah that just left. The Kodesh Hakodashim Shenemar, as the Pasuk says in Zechariah, Vayemrezos Harisha, this is the evil. And when they were, when they were, um, um, overcoming this lion, when they were catching this lion of fire, Ishtemit Binisad Mimazia, a, a, a hair was pulled out of the lion's fiery mane, Viramukala, and it let out a roar, Vazokali Arba Meoparse, and the Sound of its roar extended four hundred parsaos. Amru, they said, "Hey, Chinavid, what can we do to, you know, to contain this roar?" Because we don't want that. God forbid, the Eibush is going to have mercy on this lion, um, and 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 keep him here with his yetsahar favodazar. Amru Navi, so the Navi said, "Shadu beduda de evara, put him in a um, lead." Container and a lead pot, and and um, cover it with lead. 
because lead absorbs sound. So if you could take this lion, this fiery, roary lion, and put it in a pot of in a lead pot and seal it with a lead lid, so then it will contain the sound, and the Abishter won't hear it, and um, he won't feel he won't have Rahmanis on the line. Shinema, as the Pasuk says, that this is the evil and they put it in this container and they put the lead uh, stone on its covering. They said, well, and then they said, well, if we've gotten this far, if it seems to be a time of appeasement, that we're able to get rid of the Avodazara for, uh, of the Yitzhar for Avodazara, so then, so why don't we also pray that the Yitzhar for Arayos should go away as well? So they prayed, and this as well was given over to them, that they would be able to get rid of the, the Yetzirah for Arayos as well. Amrlu, to which then the lion said to them, this lion which represented also the Yetzirah for Avodazara, uh, for Gil Arayos, the lion said to them, that if you destroy the Avodazara for Arayos, Kalya Alma, the entire world will be destroyed because if there's no, you know, because it's a low plug, there's no exceptions. You know, if you don't have any Yetzirah to sleep with people that you're not allowed to sleep with, well, you're also not going to have any Yetzirah to sleep with people that you are allowed to sleep with and that you're supposed to sleep with and that you're supposed to have children with. I Meaning, if the Yetzirah goes away, um, um, uh, to be attracted to anybody. So then, Zo, you're not going to, nobody's going to be attracted to anybody, Bichlal. And then, uh, there won't be any, uh, you know, the world won't continue, or at least the humans won't. So to see what, so to kind of do like a trial, so they, uh, you know, contained this lion for three days to see what would happen. And they searched far and wide in Eretz Yisrael, they couldn't even find an egg from a chicken. Because, um, you know, hens weren't even able to produce eggs. Like there was, you know, basically anything that has to do with reproduction just stopped. Amri, they said, So he said, okay, what do we do? Clearly, this is unsustainable, what we have right now. Because, um, I mean, the world won't, will, will cease to function. Nobody, you know, people, animals, nobody's going to be uh, reproducing. So not today, so if we destroy this Yetzirah, then the entire world will be destroyed. If we just pray that, well, why can't you just do it selectively? Can't you get get rid of us, the taiva, to sleep with people that we're not allowed to sleep with, and just keep with us the taiva to sleep with people, uh, with our spouses, with people that we are allowed to sleep with and to have children with? But uh, that doesn't work. They don't give you 50-50 in the heavens, it's all or nothing. So, so um, it's all or nothing, Lamaisa. So either either you get rid of the Yetzirah uh, for Arias and basically no more reproduction, or you keep it and you deal with it. So they gorged out the eyes of the uh, of this lion and then just left it. But even then, it still worked a shtickle that people aren't uh, generally attracted to their uh, immediate relatives. So it worked. It worked for that. Interesting.
No, Chavi, you've heard that. You've heard, you've heard like of that Gemara before, right? Super interesting, right? Going back to like what we were saying before about like uh, you know Gadol being the Shema Mefarash. So Rav Gidol Amar Gadol Shigidol B'Shema Mefarash. That when it says Gadol, that um, I think Ezra uh, made God great with the uh, Yud Kevavke. Rav Masna Amar says Rav Masna Hakela Gadol Agibav Anora Givaldig. It means the God that is Gadol Gibor Anora. V'hadar Rav Masna Matya Matya. Okay. Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi, Dumb Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi. This is like Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi who says, "La Menukashman Anche Knesses Agadola." Right? Ezra, I believe, was part of the Anche Knesses Agadola. Right? It says, "Moshe Kibbutz Torah Misinai." Sorry, Yeshua, Yeshua is Kenim is Kenim. Sorry, Anche Knesses Agadola. That Anche Knesses Agadola received the Torah from. Uh, you basically were the next in line after Yeshua and the Zekenim to receive the Torah. And and why was why were they called the Anche Knesses Agadola? Agadola Sheikh Zira Torah Liyoshna, because. They returned the crown to its rightful place. What do you mean? That Moshe Rabbeinu referred to God as the God that is great, strong, and awesome. That he doesn't show any favoritism, it doesn't take bribes. Also, but then Yirmiya came and he said, What's going on here? That you have Gentiles yelling and screaming in the Heichal of the Beis Amikdash. Where is the awe of God? Lo Nora. So therefore Yirmiya could not bring himself to say the word Nora. So he dropped it from Hakel HaGadol HaGibah Nora. He dropped Nora. Also Daniel came. Daniel Amenoch Mishtaibed in Bivanu. That the Gentiles are enslaving his children. Ayig Vurosov. Where is his strength? Lo Amar Gibor. So Daniel dropped the word Gibor. Also Inu, the Amar Adraba, and came the Anshek Nesses Agdol, and they said, "What do you mean? Davka lehefech, davka the opposite." Zoe Gvuraso, Gvuras Gvuraso. This is how he displays his strength. Shekovish Yitzro, that he overcomes his Yitzer. Ve'ezu Gibur Akovish Yitzro. That he even gives space to the evil people, that he doesn't immediately get rid of them, but he lets them do their evil stuff, even though it's super hard for him to allow that to happen. The Elunor also, this Davka shows how awed he is. Not for the awe of God. How could it be possible for you know this one little nation, the Yidden, to be able to somehow survive among? All the other craziness that surrounds them. So there must be a certain fear and awe of God. So therefore, the Anshaknesis Agadola returned Gibor and Nora to Hakela Gadola Gibor Vanor. Rabban Rechi Abde Achi, Vakri Takanta, the Talk in Moshe. Frekti Gemara, Givadik, but how could Yirmia and Daniel have? Changed something that Moshe Rabbeinu said. Moshe Rabbeinu says, How could they decide that they're going to drop Nora and Gibor? So listen to the Gemara's answer. You hear that? Because they say, look, God is true. God is a truthful God. And therefore we can't do anything before Him that's not truthful. And therefore, they felt that if they couldn't say the word Gibor, they couldn't say the word Nora, they weren't going to say that. And that's being real. And that's being true. And God would respect that. And that is why they did it. Wow.
Continues the Mishnah Very interesting, interesting halacha over here. That then the Kohen Gadol would read from Parshas Achremos and then also from Parshas Emor, both in Sefer Vayikra, but of course in different Parshas. Achremos uh, is Parshas Achremos and Emor. What's in between them? Let's see if I can get this right. Vayikra Tzav Shmini, Tazir Mitzora, Achremos, okay, Kedoshim, Emor. So you have Kedoshim in the middle, right? So, Efekti Gemara, Viramini. How could it be that the Kohen Gadol would first read from Achremos and then skip Darin to Parshas Emor? Medagim v'Novi ve'Medagim v'Torah. You're allowed to skip in the Novi, but you're not allowed to skip in the Torahs. How could he skip? Lo Kasha. Kan v'chadeshe yavsek haturgman, kan v'chadeshe lo yavsek haturgman. So it depends, right? They used to have a translator that you'd read a pasuk of the Torah, or maybe a chunk of the Torah, whatever it is, and then the translator would translate. So we're saying that as long as you'd be able to get to the next section before the translator was done with this translation and nobody would have to wait at all, so then it would be acceptable. And therefore we're saying, so in the Navi, you can skip even if it's longer, even if it's a bigger skip than it would take to, you know, I mean, if it would take to find your place in the new place where you're skipping to, if during that time the translator would finish translating, so if it's Navi, it's okay. Torah, it's not okay. But as long as you can get to the new section while the translator is still translating, it's okay. And therefore, they would make sure to get from Achremos to Emor while the translator was still translating. But one second, but it says, So you could skip in the Navi, but not in the Torah. How much can you skip in the Navi? That when we have a price that says that no, even when it says that you're allowed to skip in the Navi, that is only as long as the translator is still translating. But when we say in the Torah you're not allowed to skip, it means you're not allowed to skip at all. In the Navi you could skip as long as you get to the new place while the translator is translating, but by the Torah, no skipping. So then how did the Kohen Gadol skip? So listen to the answer. No, so what it means is that the no, in both cases, it has to be while the translator is translating. If you're skipping longer, you know, further away than it would take for the translator to translate, so don't do it. But in the Navi, you're allowed to skip from one topic to another topic. In the Torah, it has to be the same topic. But both have to be while the translator is still translating. V'atanya, as we learn in Ebraisa, medagum b'Torah binyon echod uvenavi b'shnei that when it comes to the Torah, you're allowed to skip from one place to the next as long as it's the same inyan. But in the Navi, you can skip from one topic to another topic. But in both cases, it has to be before, you have to get to the new place before the translator finishes translating. And it's getting back to our example from the fast day. So, you know, Vaychal Moshe and, uh, uh, and, you know, that entire parsha was really in the context of, uh, the, the, was it the Chede Ego and, uh, Moshe Rabbeinu praying to the Ebishter. And even in the Navi, though, you're not allowed to skip from one book to another book. But in the Treyasar, which are 12 books, but, you know, one, I guess, thing, the Treyasar, you're allowed to go from one Navi to the next in the Treyasar. As long as you don't go backwards. As long as you don't skip backwards. But you can skip forwards from one Navi to the next within Treyasar. That was... Uh, some super interesting stuff over there, right? Um, so the first part that we talked about was getting Hana'a from 
um, the big day kuna. We then revisited the machlokas about is the gartel of a coin hedget um, made out of linen or is it made out of uh, wool? And then ultimately we said that you would be allowed to get um, benefit from um, from the uh, big day kuna in the base hamikdash. We then had a super interesting story with Shimon HaTzadik, right? I think it's a pretty famous story about Shimon HaTzadik when he encountered Alexander the Great. And Alexander the Great got off of his horse and bowed down to Shimon HaTzadik and says, I always see your image before I am victorious in battle. That was super interesting. And then we saw also that very interesting Gemara about the Yetzirah when the Yidin prayed that the Yetzirah for Avodah should go away. And at that point, and now we don't have Yitzhar for Avodah Zarah. They wanted to do the same with Avodah Zarah for Gidu Arayus. At which point, um, they realized, like, wait, if we get rid of the Yitzhar for Gidu Arayus, so then the world won't be able to continue because there won't be any attraction between uh, people, between animals, anything. The world won't continue. So they said, you know, we have to keep that. But it did work, a shtickle, so that people wouldn't be attracted to their immediate relatives. And then we had that interesting Gemara here at the end about skipping from section to section of the Torah versus the Navi. In the Navi, you're allowed to skip um, from section to section um, as long as it's within the same book and as long as you can get to the next section before the translator finishes translating. And the Torah would have to be within the same um, topic, um, but also before the translator finishes translating. That was Daf Samachtes, Daf 69 of Misechta. Yoma, I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. Have a great, great, great day. Cheers.